Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to another spirit-filled edition of FBS Fireside. It's your host, Jaworski Vance, and boy, do we have a great show planned for you today. Last week, we had a great show talking about how fathers can teach their sons, their daughters, how to take an L and bounce back from failure. And Worldwide Willie did a great job of giving us three tips to uh, bounce back from that. And this week, in line with failures, we're going to have another conversation, and men, this is going to help you get your mind right, because we're going to talk about three ways for fathers to improve their mental health. As many of us know, we're struggling with COVID and a lot of other issues. And so this show is specifically designed to help fathers deal with three ways to improve their mental health. And as always in the studio, I got my guy Worldwide Will, who's going to help us navigate this terrain. Worldwide, what's up, brother? Yes, sir. Glad to be in service one more time. How you doing? Man, I'm doing fantastic, man. But I have to tell you, man, it's been a it's been a rough been a rough month. I had right. to deal with some uh mental health issues of my own. Right. I think that uh whether we admit it or not, we all are dealing with that. And for men, um, we have to really dig into how to deal with them with these three tips that we're about to go over. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Let's jump right into it. But before we get into that first tip, man, I want to just share with the listeners uh, why I was struggling with some mental health is issues uh, earlier, because my uh, fiance and I, we both caught COVID um, and she had it a lot worse than I did. I had to take care of her while I had COVID. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. And she got to a point where she was on her deathbed. Okay. I mean, Whoa. she got to a point where she could have went to sleep and not woke up. Whoa. I didn't know that, brother. I told you that. You told me, but you didn't tell me. You didn't use those words. You just said, yo, <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad. But you didn't yeah, say man. that. You didn't say the D word. So, yeah, man, it was it was tough. It was tough. And so I told her, you know, so let's jump into that first tip. Yeah, I think that'll speak to, you know, what I told her. Fellas, the first tip we have for you today and ways to improve your mental health is just to be honest. You know, you've you got to really be honest with your feelings. I know society has taught you, taught us to pack them away. Right. You know. But you just got to be honest. Right. Unresolved hurt, pain, trauma, you know, if not addressed, it's going to lead to mental health issues. And I think with us, we don't recognize things like trauma instantly because hmm. we can we can be traumatized and not know that's actually what it is. Hmm. And my teammate, teammate from college running. A lot of times we'll go back and talk about things that our coach did. And sometimes it's funny. Sometimes we still can, you know, get kind of upset about why and all this. But that's trauma. Right. We recently just started talking about, you know, the reason why we continue to talk about that is, is because we've been hurt. We've been traumatized. And we're still 20 years later trying to process that. Yes. Right. Exactly. You know what? And I, and that's why I brought up. You know what happened with me and my fiance in COVID. I told her even after we got over COVID, I mm -hmm. told her, I said, Hey, little babe, I had to be honest with you, watching you get in that ambulance three separate times to go to the emergency room wow. was, was a little traumatic for me. Wow. Yeah. So 
you know, I'm going to have to take, I told her, I said, hey, look, I'm not really trying to, cause you know, we both givers and lovers and caregivers for other people. I told her, I said, right now, I'm not really trying to take care of nobody else right now. Okay. Right. You know, because that was so traumatic. I have to spend some time getting myself back on, on my square. You know, I got to get back on my own square in a way that's honest. Right. I think that, um, for for us, a way to really be honest is we got to do some real self-reflection and go back to those things that we know were pivotal in terms of hurting us and try to ask yourself, are you over it? Yeah. Have you, have you forgiven? Mm -hmm. Or when you think of those things, you know, what type of effect does it have on you or did it have on your behavior? I've been doing a lot about that with my own father and for a long time i think i might have said this before i thought it didn't matter i don't need them i didn't miss them my mother was this and that and I, I didn't need that but dealing with my father basically set the blueprint for me subconsciously how to have other relationships i had i would say uh separation anxiety so I didn't want anybody to leave me. So when I got into relationships with girls, I would hold tightly, you know, instead of just, and I didn't, I saw my mom cry because of my father. I was trying to be everything that he wasn't, but I was trying to do that in the sixth grade, <laughs> in the seventh grade. Oh, no. <laughs> and you know, you know, that's a recipe for disaster as you witnessed. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell. <laughs> yeah, I had to work through that. I was going to keep that in the house. Hey, man. And I'm so glad. Being honest. <laughs> You're being honest. You're being honest. That's and right. I'm so thankful for you being honest because I tell you, you have really worked through a lot of unresolved hurt, pain, and trauma. Yeah. And fellas, we just pray that you guys are listening to the show and understand that you need to do the same. Be honest with yourself. If you're hurting, if you're in pain, you're in trauma. We've got a couple more tips after this that we'll share with you right back here on FBS Fireside. And I am running back to you. I see you're standing there for me. Your arms are open wide. And I don't have to cry no more. You're standing there for me. And I am running back to you. All right, and we're back talking about three ways for fathers to improve their mental health. And the first tip that we gave here on FBS Fireside, the place where we bring men to life by bringing life to men is to be honest. Fellas, be honest with yourself. But tip number two uh, worldwide, to be honest, after we're honest with ourselves, we have to be vulnerable. Got to be vulnerable. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. And I think one of the things that, you know, we've been taught as men is that, you know, you can't ever be weak. And mm -hmm. that's a lie. Right. Yeah. And we lie to ourselves trying to uphold that what we've been taught. Mm -hmm. that this false bravado sometimes that we're holding up like, yeah, nothing bothers me. But we know you all, we know you're crying in the dark. 
And you know, and sometimes, <laughs> right. and sometimes you know they, you know, that saying, "Men cry in the dark." Um, you're dealing with those things, and it affects you whether you know it or not. It's, mm-hmm. it's more obvious than you think it is. But you got to go to that space and understand when I am being weak or vulnerable. That's an opportunity for growth. I get to grow on the other side of that perceived weakness. I get to become better. I get to become stronger. And then I get to communicate to my children that this is just a part of that. That weakness or that that vulnerability is a part of being a father as well. I'm not this big monster that just Mm -hmm. bossing you around, you know? Right. That's big. That's big. You know, speaking of which, I think I want to ask you. One of the things I never liked growing up when we were growing up in the hood was your mama jokes. And okay, (laughs) (laughs) no, I I just hated. I hated. I hated all of the bravado and the need for people to feel like they were bigger, better, harder than the other person. Right. How do you how do you think a father's lack of vulnerability influences that type of behavior? I think um, the lack of would teach them how to have relationships. I think the people that did that the most, they didn't know how to be anyone's friend. They didn't know how to support anybody. They didn't know how to be supported because they didn't get that. Mm-hmm. And I think what they felt through that you know, we call it in Memphis, we call it chicken, but you might have called it dozens or a roasting session. A dissing. Yeah. You know, whatever. I think when they get that laughter because of it, that was their only means of support. Mm. They might not have had that parental support like that. So that 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 laughter is like someone cheering for them. And I think for fathers understanding that there there are highs and lows and it's okay and it's part of life and just let them be more empathetic to others that's you know? real talk that's really powerful too and that's kind of in line with what we talked about last week accepting failure as a part of the process and when more of us are willing to realize that life ebbs and flows good times come and go it's easier for us to be vulnerable with each other and then when we don't have that vulnerability just realizing the pressure you put on yourself man just right. you know carry all that stuff around all the time and then next thing you know you got tense children and mm-hmm. tense situations you know and especially growing up in the hood where everybody's on top of each other you know somebody gonna get slapped <laughs> <laughs> right and we see that right there is how we continue to drive home how important fathers are. You don't right. know all of the facets and the many ways that you can be important to your child in their life, not only right now, but who they become. Because right now you think, oh, he going to be all right. He didn't. He wasn't mad. Yeah, dude, he wasn't mad. He five. Mm. He ten. She's mm. twelve. But what you are exhibiting right now is totally a part of who they will become. And you definitely want to be proud of what you help develop. Yeah, they they miss you. They need you regardless of the situation between you and the mother or you and your wife or whatever. You have to always keep that in mind. Proud of what you have helped develop. 
I love that statement. So are you trying? So you're telling me that a father showing vulnerability can actually strengthen his children? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Because one who understands that, once again, is more empathetic. When you're more empathetic and you understand what go, what's going on with you, mm-hmm. you treat people better. Because instead of me instantly reacting to that person or that kid at school who might be talking about me or whatever, maybe I, I go be his friend. Maybe I ask him, dog, you know, you want to do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because you get mm-hmm. to the world that in a different way. Your paradigm is definitely going to shift. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, now, instead of seeing somebody in a weak moment, instead of feeling like it's an opportunity for you to take advantage of them, a son or a daughter will feel like, hey, look, my daddy felt like that last week and I went and gave him a hug and picked him right up. Right. <laughs> you need a hug? <laughs> you might see more of that in our school systems and a lot less bullying. Fathers, that's if you show more vulnerability around your children. Hey, man, I appreciate that insight, man. That was good stuff. Yes, sir. All right, we'll be right back here on FBS Fireside. Thank you all so much for joining us. back man i really have enjoyed this conversation i hope that the multitudes of fathers out there are paying attention or listening but not only listening but using this applying this information to their mm-hmm. lives is that something that we we are doing and it's an ongoing process and with that being said it brings us to our last component our last tip is being coachable and that is huge being coachable finding a trusted friend or a mentor to speak life over your life into your life but also be ready to act on their directives mm-hmm. dude let me, let me tell you this and i love how sports always transcends life mm-hmm. big thing in sports is being coachable do you have a great attitude can you take correction the worst thing you know is when you're uncoachable and you don't know it Ooh. You know what I mean? Why you why you talking about that? Well, <laughs> number one, I was uncoachable. <laughs> and I didn't know, know it. Mm-hmm. And most of us as men, we're uncoachable, but we don't know it. Number one, we don't want to be coached. We don't seek out coaches. We don't want to go to counseling. We don't need any help. We got mm-hmm. this. And right. nine times out of ten, if you would just hop in line with what I'm saying, everything would be cool. If you would just follow what I do what I say do, everything will be fine. Mm. You know, so we got to understand that number one, being coachable actually is having a paradigm shift in terms of your mindset, being open to other people's opinions or observation of you. Let me ask you this. That's and that's great advice because many of us don't know that we are uncoachable. I recently realized in certain instances I am uncoachable. Um, I've been yeah, working I, on that. I, I, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. 
So, but here's the thing. It comes from, I also, the reason I realized it was because it comes from lack of proper fatherly coaching as a child. So I'm I'm trying to build this question. Mm -hmm. How How do fathers who grew up in fatherless communities who are very prideful and had to kind of, you know, because what ends up happening a lot of times, well, you know, when your dad's not around as a child, you say, man, get that dude, man. I don't need him. I didn't use those words. I used some expletives. Then after a while, you say, I don't need nobody. Then next thing you know, you become a man and you're still thinking that. How do, how do, what do we do to break the cycle in order to be more coachable and have, better mental health it's almost like after you have a a a seminar or something how you send the survey out uh number one when you send a survey out after like a a seminar or something like that or a program you want to get people's opinions i think you follow the first two tips number one you be honest with yourself and that means you go back and you look at those things in your life that maybe you're not proud of or whatever that happened in your life and just be honest about how that shaped you. Mm-hmm. And then you ask some people, you ask, maybe you ask your wife or your girlfriend, you ask your best friend, like, tell me about me. Mm, the blind spots, the part yeah. I don't want to hear. Right. Give me some good, mm-hmm. good qualities. Now tell me about the things that aren't so good about me and my character. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know what I mean? And then you start right there. And you try to address those and it's going to take supernatural help to do. <laughs> right, right. You know, so that's I think that's a starting point, because uh, when, when you get other people who give you an honest and you, of course, it it goes back to that finding, you know, uh, a trusted friend, a mentor or someone to give you the honest opinion of you, mm-hmm. then. You know, you can really start saying, well, you know what? I don't I might not think I'm like that. But if you say I'm like that, I trust you enough to believe that. Oh, that's big. That's That's big. But you know what, though, that also that that sparked the thought of me in that that trust issue and coachability, trust and coachability are partners. Yeah, they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Yeah. So it's really difficult for a man who's grown up without a father to trust other people, first off. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm just thinking about the scripture. God says, how can you love me if you don't even love a brother that you see? And so mm-hmm. it's going to be even harder for us to have that supernatural experience with the best coach. Right. The best right. coach there is. It'll be because you haven't really had a good experience with your father. So right. I, I said all that to say to the men in particular, you know, even if your father hasn't wasn't a good coach for you, try to be a good coach for your kids because that'll teach them how to be coachable and it right. no undoubtedly will improve their mental health. Right. That's been like as a basketball coach, that's been my biggest uh goal. I always and as a father, I always have strived to be the coach that I wish I've had I had. Mm-hmm. I always strive to be the father that I wish I had. I think about those times where I was looking to coaches or people to be father figures and I was looking for that pat in the back, that reassurance, and I didn't get it. So I tried to make sure that I insert that as a coach and as a father now. So that's that's big. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, man, you've done a great job, too, man. I love talking to your son because 
actually, now that I think about it, one of his one of my favorite character traits with Rich Nick is that he's so coachable. I mean, he just he receives information. He receives wisdom, guidance and instruction in a way that you just don't see in young people these days. And so now he has a maturity that belies his years. You know, he's 19 years old. Is he 19 or 18? He's 18. He's 18 years old, but he's he's probably in, in real terms about I think he's about 25 24, 25, compared to the to the young men that I've been seeing. Sure. That's primarily because you've done a great job at coaching him. I appreciate it. Congratulations, man. I appreciate it. All right, to all this is again, thank you for joining us here on FBS Fireside. Well, if you would do us a favor and close us out in prayer, we'll see you guys back here next week. Sure. Well, we just like, thank you just for everything you've done for us. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for um, being honest and being vulnerable and becoming a man after your own heart, Lord. We thank you that you're blessing mm-hmm. all the fathers out there and just blessing us to do this work and help us continue to speak to me, even on a greater level. On your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Sometimes there's no one to talk to, no one